This song creeps. <laughs> We're facing. You got that right. We're facing a whole different set of <laughs> dynamics. I um, didn't even think yeah. about that kind of creep, yeah. but yes, that as well. Yeah, that too. Um, yeah. Uh, are you prepared? I I came today ready to sit down, look at you, look at my phone. Everything's set up. Everything's ready to go. Mark, if we start right now, I'm good. Welcome to Lyrics to Go, the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best, but have largely dodged public ridicule until now. I am Mark, and I'm here with Seth. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm having a good day. It's conference weekend. We won't spend a lot of time talking about that, but people out there that know, they know. Well, let's go ahead and get your premonition. This will be released in two Mondays. That's right. Um, so who do you think is going to take uh, the games today? I'm going to hope. I'm going to... I want We're to... We're going by hopes or are we going by what you think is going to happen? I'm hoping that the Bengals will get in and I think the Bengals will get in again. I okay. think they'll be in the Super Bowl again. The other one, I don't want to even... I don't want to say it because mm, yeah, of how I'm, I feel. Well, I think you and I are probably... I, I want the 49ers to win. I'm worried yeah. the Eagles will win. I'm very much thinking that the Eagles will win, unfortunately. Yeah, I do yeah, not like the freaking Eagles. Can't and what a story would it be that Mr. Irrelevant gets to the Super Bowl yeah. and could possibly win. Yeah. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. I yeah. said that wrong. Yeah, what, what, what a great But what a great story it would be, even it if be I said it wrong. Story. But um, I've had a great week. I've been uh, uh, so far. It was a little slow work-wise, but uh, you know, got more stuff coming up. Uh, I really felt good about the recording that we made last week. Yeah, um, it has not been released, so we are recording this early. Um, we just recorded our episode with Max Arnold um, yesterday, or mm -hmm. two days ago. Two days ago. Um, uh, these are all bleeding together, because I did an episode of No-No yesterday, and then an episode of No-No this morning. Mm -hmm. Now doing this episode, which I, I've already edited the Max episode, I'm going to edit this episode today or tomorrow. So a lot of podcasts coming uh, in anticipation of my trip to Columbia. Mm. Um, so getting all that ready, the Max episode was a blast it was to edit. So much. It was fun a blast to, to record. Do. It was great. Yes, he was a uh, he's a natural. It was it was very very wonderful. It was good. Um, but we're not here. Wait, to no, talk no 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 no. Hold on. Oh. Are you ready? I want to know if you're ready. Not for this. Okay. I want to know if you are ready. Do you have your? Not saying anything. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not putting Columbia in the pejorative. But do you have your bug spray? I don't. You don't? No. I don't know if I would rely on having bug spray when I get there. You might want to bring that with you. Have you got... Have you? It, it is... It, I don't know if it's... What is the bug is spray it, question? Is it summer down there? Uh, it's going to be cold down there. Is it going to be cold? Okay. I was told by, um, by Guillermo, who is the singer and bassist of the band... It, at night, it will slink down into the 30s and 40s. Wow. Apparently. So you, do you know what city you're playing in now? Bogota. You're going to be playing in Bogota, which in la, is, is in Las Montañas. Mm. That's why it's going to be cold. It's up there. Even though it's very near the equator, if I'm thinking about my geography co correctly, that is up north of the equator. Okay. Um, so, But it's very close to the equator. Normally, it would be hot all year round there. But I do know that a very good portion of Colombia is in the mountains. And is for that, it is very, very cold there. Okay. So in places like Medellin, Bogota. But um, are you, you got a nice jacket. You're going to have that. I got a hoodie. Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. Are you ready? Good. It's still... 
it's still a little bizarre to me. I am. I cannot wait. I, I really can't wait until you get back here and tell the people about the wiles of Columbia, about what you're going to face. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I mean, the biggest thing I'm not looking forward to is the flight. Flights yeah, suck for a fat person. Absolutely. Um, but. Um, you know, once we get done with that, then I think it'll be all smooth sailing for the most part. Um, yeah, I'm just, uh, I've been practicing a ton and ready to go. Good. Ready to get it done. Good. I've heard the food is fantastic. I'm very excited. I've heard that, uh, though the food is mostly, I think they're largely known in, in, well, at least in large part for their seafood, uh which I do not like seafood. Oh, I love seafood. Uh, but I do like, uh, arroz. Arroz con pollo. And so I'm uh, I'm down with that. I'm going to like plan on eating many many rices and many many chickens. Yes, so I'll do. I am excited diligence. for you. I can't wait to hear about it when you come back. But we are not here necessarily to talk completely about Columbia, even though I just can't wait. And we just did a little bit. And we're not here to talk about conference championships. We're not here mm-hmm. to talk about what has gone on in our lives in the last week. We are here to talk about Gary Puckett and the Union Gap. And their weird song, Young Girl. Now, there's a little bit of a connection to last week, Mark. Okay. I don't yeah. know if you know this, but last week we looked at a subject. Rick, They're both creepy. Rick Springthorpe, mm-hmm. um, who um, sat there and lusted over and, and, and received unrequited attention from a friend's girl. And basically it was a spectacle of, of creep. Mm-hmm. It was a spectacle of uh, just a... A, a, a big broad spectrum of, of, of gross and scary and, you know, staring this down and, and desire and want. And there's some of that here, but kind of in a different way. It is a little weird, isn't it? It's a little different. Um, obviously, the song title in and of itself, Young Girl, definitely raises some eyebrows. It brings the meter up. Yep. Yep. Um, I feel like the creep factor, the the needle on this kind of goes back and forth and i don't want to get too into it before we get into the lyrics but it's kind of like oh oh okay oh, oh. <laughs> exactly how i felt oh all right <laughs> well well it kind of bobbles back and forth it does it really and it's does. kind of like the the thing that you think is going to end up being like the grossest part of it <laughs> ends up not being so gross and then it becomes becoming gross in other ways and you're like wait Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, uh, Mark, let's, let's just start at the beginning. Tell me about Gary Puckett and the Union Gap. Well, to be honest with you, I don't know a super, super a lot about them. I know that they were around in the 1960s. Um, the founding member, um, formed, uh, that formed the band. You're going to be surprised is Gary Puckett. Whoa, you're kidding. I am not. Um, he had a full band with a number of hits, um, and, uh, started in Minnesota, uh, or, he was he was born in Minnesota anyway, um, and grew up close to the Union Gap, which you probably know a bunch about. A little bit, a because little bit. you're a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a war buff. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh... Attended college in San Diego, and um, joined a couple of different bands. Ended up of joining a band called the Outcasts, mm-hmm. um, and had two singles, unsuccessful. And then he formed his own group called Gary and the Remarkables. Hmm. Um, hmm. You know, a couple of people leave, a couple of people come back. How would you like to go to a band leaders meeting one day, the guy that wants to get the group together, and he's like, <clears throat> I'm going to be Gary, and you guys are going to be my Remarkables. Well, I'll say there are worse things to be called at, exactly. called as a band. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like, I'd rather be called the Remarkables than, like, I don't know, 
the questions or, or the <laughs> the sinkables or something you know <laughs> the titanics yeah, exactly. um so yeah they uh this is one of their big hits along with woman woman lady willpower don't give in to him <laughs> what could be follow the follow-up to this song the girl this girl is a woman now this girl is a woman now M- most of these songs not all of them mark were written by a guy named jerry fuller Okay. Who was a producer who had been involved in other, you know, other little things here and there. You know, nothing, nothing super, uh, super special. He was, this guy's from Fort Worth, Texas. He was in a, uh, did a rockabilly version of the Tennessee Waltz. Um, he was, he wrote Traveling Man, which was originally done by Ricky Nelson. Do you know that song? No. I'm a traveling man, baby, all over the world. You might have heard. You've, I'm sure you've heard it at some point. It was originally intended for uh, Sam Cooke. It's a great song, actually. Hmm. Um, wrote a bunch of songs. Uh, he was a feature, feature speaker, singer in the Champs for a while. Okay. So that means he's probably the guy that went tequila <laughs> um, on tour anyway. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he got involved in uh, a lot of production for, uh, Columbia records where he signed, it was his project, Gary, Gary Puckett and the union gap wrote a lot of songs from did young girl, lady willpower, um, which is a great song o- over you is, is another song by them. These are all songs that you would have heard on the oldie station. Had you po- turned on in the eighties or nineties and you were a little kid over you is a great song it's fantastic it's really really good lady willpower uh if anybody there has ever spent any time in the 80s in front of a radio listening to the old station was the one that you got bludgeoned with the tambourine with there's just this it, it just is right at the front of the mix and you're like holy shit i can hear that tambourine really bop, great bop, stuff bop. all of them seem to kind of follow a theme but Going back to not necessarily the person that wrote the song, Gary Puckett, the leader of the band, he was essentially the wounded dog of the 1960s. This guy, uh, for lack of a better term, white soul singer, a la what you might have heard like from the British Isles, like the Walker Brothers or Chris Farlow, and eventually caught on over here with stuff like the Righteous Brothers and stuff like that, and all of which are really good and you should go out and listen to. And in my opinion, Gary Puckett and the Union Gap is a great band to listen to. I mean, it's good music. It's good music. Yeah. He sounds awesome if you're not hearing Big somebody voice. that sounds just totally wounded. Yeah. I mean, oh, he sounds like the world is ending on every song, including this one. Um, not bad to listen to. Definitely worth checking out. But then Jerry comes along, or I should say in the midst of all this, Jerry comes along and and gives them what I would say, even in the other songs, like Lady Willpower and Over You, we could do those too, and it would oh, be yeah. just as fit. As a matter of fact, I was looking at the song list, and I was like, we may come back to the Union Gap yeah, and Mr. Yeah, Puckett. Definitely. I mean, Over You, I'm, I'm sorry, Lady Willpower is, th- there's some questionable shit in that song. Man, so Indeed. Um, I want to take a quick second. I don't know if we've ever discussed the Wrecking Crew on this podcast. Uh, we've, we have mentioned them, but no, we never went into detail. Uh, you did mention, I think on the no-no, you mentioned a... Uh, documentary yeah there is a documentary about them called the wrecking crew It was Mm -hmm. on netflix i don't know if it still is but um in case you don't know for the uninitiated um though uh the union gap was a full band of accomplished musicians who were totally um able to play their own instruments etc etc in another um you know another rick springthorpe-esque (laughs) twist um these bands all uh, often did not play their own music 
um, when they played on recordings. Uh, one of the big examples is the Beach Boys, who were a band full of musicians who were totally apt and able to play their own instruments. However, there were some people who were way better at doing it and were way quicker at knocking it out. Hence the name, The Wrecking Crew. Hal Blaine, Carol Kay, Kay. Tommy Tedesco. There is a number of different musicians. Leon Russell for a time. Um, Freaking fan song for you, Leon Russell. Yeah. Which I had uh, this rather famous, well-known gospel singer that my father is friends with tell me. He said, uh, oh, you remember, you like Leon Russell? I said, yeah. And he said, oh, in the 1970s, we all wanted to look like Leon Russell. Uh Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it should also be mentioned, Glenn Campbell playing guitar with the Wrecking Crew. is incredible. They had a number of musicians, and their job was basically to come in and play the music behind a lot of singing groups that you may have heard, names like the Mamas and the Papas, where it's Mm -hmm. like, all right, well, we've got these four people singing, but who's playing the music? The Wrecking Crew are playing the music. But even in some bands where, um, you know, there was already a band there, like the Monkees and things like that, um, you know, that was all that was all the Wrecking Crew. Um, so we do have a Wrecking Crew track here. Mm-hmm. This is a very Phil Spector-esque recording. It's big. It's big. It's got that big sound to it's it. It's got yeah. that reverb. Yeah. And um, I think with the Wrecking Crew uh, documentary, they show one of the, the recording chambers that they used. It may have been in something else I saw, but how they got that wall of sound mm-hmm. from Phil Spector. So uh, definitely a very, very interesting. If you're, if you're interested in music, which listening to this podcast, you probably are to some extent. I would hope you are. Um, then uh, it's definitely worth a, a look and you'll realize how many songs this band played on thousands like I said, if you listen to any golden oldie stations in the 80s and 90s, there's not very many of them around now these days. Not because the demographic is gone, it's just that they've shifted out of money making and, uh, and the, the stations are disappearing. But if you had listened to them, you undoubtedly, probably about 30 to 40% of the time, were listening to The Wrecking Crew on just about all the recordings on that oldie station. And I that's not out, an exaggeration. I want to point out something a little interesting to me. So now we'll start talking about the song released in 1968, Certified Gold by the RIAA. I thought this was interesting when I uh, was reading the um, the little header mm-hmm. in Wikipedia. It says it was released in 1968. People also say that it is a song about making the best time out of a broken heart. What? It seems like it has to be a misedit or Who something. Who are these people? <laughs> because what I find funny is it it usually when it says it it also people also say that would be preceded by something where it would say something like this song is about a fucking creep. <laughs> people also say it's about, you know, whatever. But there is no initial thing. I don't know if someone edited it and cut it something out or if but I don't understand the people also say that it is a song about making the best time out of a broken heart. I'm not getting that at all. I guess we'll have to dig into it a little bit more to find out. No, I mean, I, I really question where they got from because what's your initial take on the song when you hear is how it sounds. Mm-hmm. He sounds wounded. He sounds he hurt. Does, he yeah. sounds, you know, and you're thinking to yourself, that he's not having beginning. a great time. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and... Uh, and get into the lyrics, and we can talk a little I bit about... I can't just say one other thing about Gary Puckett and the Union Gap. They were nominated for a Grammy in 1969 for Best New Group and lost to Jose Feliciano, Oof. which kind of makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like uh, Jose Feliciano, so... 
So uh, in the beginning of the song, we get, as I me- as, as Seth kind of mentioned, young girl, we get that wounded, and then blop, get out of my mind. My love for you is way out of line. Better run, girl. You're much too young, girl. You know, from the get-go, when you're hearing this song when you're nine years old, you think, oh, boy, he, this guy's in a tough situation. This is not good for him, but it seems like he's handling it correctly right from the get-go, mm-hmm. right, from the, you know, right from the beginning. Wow. And then by the, by the time we're going to get to the verse, and by the time we get to the verse, we lose sight of what else is going on because you're so struck by the situation that he's in just from the young girl, you know, at the... Gah. Yeah, exactly. And then that You're snare so drum, st- as if it's a, a shot to the heart. It is. It's like it's like to, you know, it's to numb you almost. Mm-hmm. It is. And, uh, but uh, you do, you know, th- this is supposed to be an, a, a podcast about, you know, you might not have paid attention to, I can't imagine anything more straightforward than... You're way out of line. My, I mean, you're, you're, you know, get out of my mind. Your, my love for you is way out of line. Way out of line. It's that's just striking right from the beginning. You're paying attention to that, but the rest, you know. Yeah. So I mean, I, I want to talk a little bit about this. Is kind of one of the first angles we take, which is that he is professing uh, that he knows that it's out of line, mm-hmm. and you know, to some extent, we gotta be like. Good on him. Yes. Good on him for not just like uh, succumbing as so many musicians have, especially in the world of pop punk. Males have. I mean, <laughs> yes, let's face yes, it. Yes, you're 100% right. <laughs> yeah. Males have. Uh, well, not 100%, but mostly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that, you know, he's kind of trying to push her out of his mind because this is out of line. And then, but then, then you get to where we are today and what we know, and you get say to yourself, "Well, how far has it gotten so far?" Well, I mean, you know, yeah, and like we'll, you're in this situation. We'll how far little, did it get? We kind of start you know. in the middle and then work backwards, right? Um, because you know, in the beginning, we don't have a full layout of what exactly is going on. We've we, we're kind of like I said, we're kind of starting at the end. It's kind of yeah. like the last season of Breaking Bad, <laughs> where it's like. You're starting three quarters of the way through. <laughs> then we're going to take you to the beginning, and then we're going to go through past oh, where we're, where it starts to the end. So funny you mentioned that because Jennifer and I last night, my wife, we had about an hour-long conversation on why Breaking Bad might be the best show ever. Ugh. Yeah, it was great because she never she's never watched one episode, and I oh, think we're, wow. we're going to do that. Yeah, yeah, I think we're going to go back. I'll be happy to watch them all again. All right, uh, so after that, um, we get into our first verse. Now we're... This is the meat and potatoes right here. Yeah, this, this is, is where what really tells us. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. this is this is now, and it's it's clever storytelling, right? The yeah. fact that we you kind of get thrust into it, and then we kind of we we back out, we take a chill pill for a second, and we go ahead and start from the beginning, so you can hear the full story. With all the charms of a woman, some backing vocals. You've kept the secret of your youth. You led me to believe you're old enough to give me love. And now it hurts to know the truth. 
Er, the ache mark. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> it hurts. I don't hear the, the when I first read this, I was like, bullshit. I don't buy it. I don't fucking buy it. You kept the secret of your youth. Maybe he's a little bit sadistic and he like let her get close knowing that he never could touch her. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, I think it's a little bit of sadism in this guy, man. Like he fucking knew it. With Come all on, the charms man. charms of a woman. Mm. I would love to know what he considers the charms of a woman. I know what he's having doing. tits. <laughs> Curves. Where? Yeah. Having a buttocks. Your mosquito bumps that have developed in the last six months. You know, yeah, and you've kept the secret of your youth. I, I, I don't buy it. I just don't. I don't. There's no secret. You can look and tell. I mean, dude, it's not like they're at the carnival and like he's like trying to guess her age. You can tell she's young and not too young, man. And there's if there's any question, there's something weird about that sentence. The you've kept the secret of your youth. Mm. Like I don't. I I think that what happens is when I first hear that sentence, I think of like. An older person looking younger and keeping the secret of their youth. Like, what's your secret to looking I think, young? I think Gary Puckett believes in QAnon. There's like a cabal of young pussy out there that's out there like trying to entrap old men. You know? Like she like, yeah, she like <laughs> drinks blood of newborns. Drinks the blood of older men. You, 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 and then this. So this is another angle that we're taking now is that now it's her fault. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this okay. is this is what this, I think. You think that this song is going to be fucked up with his song with a song title like "Young Girl." Mm -hmm. You think the thing that's going to be fucked up is that he fucks this girl who is too young. Mm. He doesn't. We don't think, as far as we know. But what he does do is blame her for everything. Yeah, there's a <laughs> little bit of blame up, in like every verse. And that right? ends up being the biggest problem with the song. <laughs> Is that the onus is completely placed on her, both that she led him to believe it by looking young or looking older than she is. Right. And that she she is responsible and that she needs to run. This is the age old male, uh, you know, uh, maneuver for dominance of, oh, it's your fault. Right. You know, oh, what was she wearing type shit? You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, and, and, and you led me to believe that you're old enough to give me love. Yeah. Not for him to give her love. Your Honor, you should have seen what she was wearing. It, oh, this is yeah. heavy. Yeah. You should have seen what she was wearing vibes. Well, uh, now, ma'am, is it true that you were wearing a miniature skirt? And now you know. it hurts him. It hurts him to know the truth. He's truly. And this is not this is not a hurt like, oh, I'm wounded. I need to repair myself from this wound. I believe that this is like a slow burn that, that fits with the song. It's an ache. It's an ache, you know, uh, yeah. that, that some people like yearn for. It's what he refers to you as know. blue balls. <laughs> he's and he's he's. He's the victim here. Yeah, he I, got, can you believe it? He got worked up. How dare she come looking older than whatever age she is? It's all your fault. Um, so then we get another chorus. Whoa, young girl, get out of my mind. My love for you is way out of line. You'd better run, girl. You're much too young, girl. So again, uh, you know, and I know that he's not talking to her, but the fact that he's saying you, he's, you know, he's talking to her about getting out of his mind and it's like, 
it's not her fault. It's not. It's not. It's not her job to get her out of your mind, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. You do that. You really need her gone. Go out and go buy her some therapist. fucking track shoes. <laughs> right. Yeah, go out, take a cold shower, have a burger, get the fuck out. It's your job. And again, the you you better run. It it reminds me of it reminds me of the Beatles song, "Run for oh, Your run Life." Run for your life is so. It's fun. like, <laughs> hurry up and get out of here, or else I'm going to do something I might regret. Oh. It's like, how about if you just practice some self-restraint and not be a shitbag exactly was well, something that obviously was not on the mind of john lennon back when he wrote that song and is not on the mind of jerry fuller right. who wrote these lyrics oh yeah you know, who i mean there's <laughs> the guy's got a theme going oh, yeah. in his work there's no doubt about it there's some suspect shit this, in guy this guy's got work. a snail trail behind him. <laughs> just <laughs> gross shit um so then we get some more build up beneath your perfume and makeup You're just a baby in disguise. And though you know that it's wrong to be alone with me, that come on look is in your eyes. I find it fascinating. I find it fascinating that Jerry Fuller was able to say essentially the same goddamn thing in verse two that he w- that he said in verse one. Yeah, I think with, we get the picture with different with just different words. Like, oh, guess what? With all the charms of a woman, now we know what they are: perfume and makeup. Mm-hmm. There it is, perfume and makeup. You're the just secret a, to her to yeah. her youth. And now she's secret of her youth is you're just a baby in disguise, which. Mark, at that point, I mean, the, the needle's just going. It's we're, we're, we're really ratcheting up with mm-hmm. that line. I mean, obviously. But then, I mean, it just, it, and, and though you know, it's, 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 a, it's the same as the verse with just different words, which, I mean, we know that we're talking about questionable subject matter here and, 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 and scary shit, but that's pretty damn good writing. I mean, in yep. a way, it, it, it kind of is. You're like, holy shit, man. He was able to say the same thing with completely different words. Yeah. Completely. Um, and, you know, uh, he, he, the next line, and though you know it's wrong to be alone with me. Mm. Well, no, it isn't. <laughs> it's not wrong to be alone with you. It's, you know, fucking. It's wrong for you to make a move. Well, let's talk. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's say two things. It's not wrong to be alone with you. It's wrong to, to sleep with you. And unfortunately, you know, it's it's a fact that young that a lot of young people are impressionable. And she's trying to sleep with you because you're probably probably because you're a rock star or whatever. And there's that like power, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and so it's your job to say the power is in my hands because I'm the famous person here. I need to say no to you. And I mean, at the end of the day, I want to give I I, I really do want to give kudos overall to Jerry Fuller slash Gary Puckett. For at the end of the day, saying no. Mm. So kudos at the end of the day for saying, hey, look, I think you're pretty, but here's the deal. This is not right. It just took a long fucking time to get there. It did. (laughs) And then at the end of the day, he's still basically blaming her (laughs) for everything. There's so much evidence of that. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's like. I, I feel weird still giving him a hard time. That come on look is in your eyes. You didn't have to say that. You didn't <laughs> yeah. have to, you know. You could have just, yeah. hey, you know. Right. And it's like, okay, well, so what? You know, I mean, like, you you know, you can just, you know, 
just say no thanks love to meet a fan yeah but uh and and leave it at that yeah um but he has to uh he has to keep he has kinda... to dote on it yeah yeah absolutely then we get another uh whoa, whoa young girl get out of my mind my love for you is way out of line better run girl you're much too young girl the song fits perfectly into the chorus verse chorus pocket man oh it really does absolutely. I mean, it totally does he, he just wants to right keep reminding you that she yeah. needs to run and that it's mostly her fault mm, so then we get a we get a little horn fanfare um we get some uh little horn scoop doop 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 do and then it brings us up to a little bit of a key change it sounds cool actually it does really oh good. i mean really look the music and in, in, in the song is, is great <laughs> yeah uh, you know there's no notes like the music to it is fine um jerry fuller produced this too so we oh did he yeah he produced it yeah well that's fan. Mm-hmm. You can tell it's like I said, very Phil Spector esque. Mm-hmm. So we get a uh, we get a I think a half step or a full step uh, key change um, into the third verse. So hurry home to your mama. I'm sure she wonders where you are. Get out of here. Before I have the time to change my mind, because I'm afraid we'll go too far. We'll. Okay, so. Get out of here before I have the time to change my mind. Forget everything I fucking said. Sounds like a goddamn threat. I mean, it's just. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about a couple different problems with this first, <laughs> shall we? Um, you know, first off, I mean, I think it's kind of diminutive to say, go run home to your mama. It does. Uh, you know, it, it's, does. it almost because when I think of that, I think of like, oh, you're whining. So go home to your mama. You know, like she's probably distraught. It's an embarrassment. OK, so being a young kid coming on like a young girl. Mm-hmm. Get out of your mind. Yeah. Being a young girl who is coming on to a guy that she finds attractive, she probably dolled herself up specifically to try and win, you know, him over and be able to. She like he. Yeah, she wanted to Gary fuck it. Yeah, and oh, I see what you so she there. goes there and puts puts it out, you know, puts it out there, and is winning him over, and then he, you know, he he says no, and that's an embarrassing thing. It's embarrassing to be. Take it from me, it's embarrassing. He could have had someone her say, feelings in mind. Well, with I, this, know, le- with the fi- with the first verse of the final uh, yeah, verse. Yeah, I mean, well, first line I, of the final. I verse. don't know. You know, I don't know if the verses are exactly the conversation we're getting, but I don't. Th- I don't know if that there's any real good way to say no to somebody who's putting their self at you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you've seen it in movies and some people have seen it in real life where it's like, no matter how nice you are, it still feels bad when someone is unrequited, has unrequited feelings in a million movies in that way. And so, you know, go hurry home to your mama for some reason, just kind of stinks of like, I'm sure he doesn't mean it this way, but the feeling I get from it is like, 
oh, you poor thing, go run home to your mama. There's a possibility that he has to do this in order to break that tie, you know, in order, yeah. to, in, in order to break her to get her away. You know, I mean, there, that possibility exists, but you're correct. It does sound fucking awful. I mean, yeah, and I'm sure she wonders where you are uh, because <laughs> apparently we're, she's, we're not believing that she told her mom where she really is <laughs> at the Gary Park. Do you think this is... Where do you think this is taking place? Backstage at a concert? Do you think this is Gary Puckett, the musician? Or do you think he's at like he's signing autographs somewhere? Where know. do you picture in your I, mind's I, eye? I don't think it's like at a Denny's or something like that. It could be uh, tour bus. Okay. Maybe tour bus. Maybe. I mean, that's that's where shit like this, you know, according to a bunch of great white songs, that's where this shit happens, you know? So Yeah. <clears throat> at the Ice House. Um Get out of here before I have the time. So then we find out why he really is pushing her to get out of there. It's it's not because of her. It's because he knows he's weak willed, mm. and yeah, he is. He's saying you you better get out of here before I have the time to change my mind, and then tops it off with because I'm afraid we'll go too far. Now, what's interesting about that line, Seth, the will. Is the, that is, it is, is it is, is it is giving um, the impression that there is stuff they can do that is not going too far. <laughs> oh, oh, OK. Because, uh, you know, yeah, that is implying that we can do some stuff. We just can't go too far. And once we get started, I'm afraid I'm going to go too far. I can't help but wonder what's too far for Mr. Puckett and Mr. Fuller for the baby. Okay. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's already called her that at this point. A baby point. in it's disguise. Yeah. Which I like to think of three babies on top of each other's shoulders. <laughs> in a trench coat. In <laughs> a trench coat with a lot of makeup. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's there's apparently some level where they could go and it would be fine, um, which I don't agree with that at all. Uh, then we get yet another chorus in that verse, chorus, verse, chorus that you mentioned earlier. Whoa, young girl. Get out of my mind. My love for you is way out of line. You better run, girl. You're much too young, girl. And then second time, young girl, get out of my mind. My love for you is way out of line. All right, and I want to stop right there uh, yeah, for a second. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Because my love for you, I, I guess I'd never it's, really... It, it, it implies really that they hit me before, but like... <laughs> He's calling this love? There is a development that took place. I mean, I, I think he may just be doing, like, you know, when people talk about love at first sight, and I know it's probably partially a semantical argument, but no, you don't love her. No. <laughs> like You can't. Yeah. If you can't. You, if you haven't known her long enough to know how old she is, yeah. then you don't love her. And there's a, the, You think it, it, she's hot. You think that she's attractive. Love would imply some sort of reciprocal type you know uh, uh uh interaction that was okay yeah you know e even in the slightest even even in the most innocuous terms at this point you know I I at this point what he's singing about the feminine the charms and the wiles and all this other shit it's lust of a baby in disguise yeah, yeah it's lust so yes yeah. you know he's he's said mm. straight out everything that i'm talking about nothing is about her personality I mean, he says charms of a woman but Again, I think you and I both are we seeing know where right that, through what that. part that is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're guys. We've mm. known other guys. I've heard guys talk about the charms of a fucking woman, and guess what? The charms they're talking about is I want to see how big her areolas are. <laughs> I want to see what that butt do. She got those Stevie Wonders <laughs> with the bro. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, you better run, girl. <laughs> You're much too young. Girl, I love a bumpily areola. Bumpily. And then uh, young every girl. And it just goes on and on. I'm bumpling. Yeah. It just, I think it ends with a get out of my mind. Yeah, basically. it's just a long get out of my mind. Yeah. Um, please, for the love of my God. Love for, yeah. I hope this song gets out of my mind. If if you if you take out the lyrics, it's really a great great tune. It's it's a fantastic tune. Just those lyrics, um, and then he goes on to write a bunch more that are just as scary and not well. I, I I'll, I'll take that back. Not just as scary, but still scary. Mm-hmm. Still still you know with um, lady willpower. Oh yeah, yeah. It's now or never. You know where he puts everything on the woman again. You right. know so loves it. Yeah. Um. While the age of the girl is never revealed in the song, the writer Jerry Fuller said it was based on his own personal experience. When oh, great. Certain, <laughs> oh, wonderful. I'm glad to know. When certain, quote, 14-year-olds look like 20-year-olds. This piece of information mm. gives the song a more sinister twist as it's actually about a much older man in love with an underage girl. Um, the song itself is about a man meeting a girl who's much younger than him and trying to avoid her advances, but finding it very difficult. Now, I did read, um, I believe, in song uh, facts that uh, there is no specific. It, 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 it definitely gave me like a oof. Um, it says uh, that's somewhat of an inspiration, not from my own experience, just knowing that it happens. Yeah. OK. Mm-hmm. I, uh, no, no. All right. I don't know if I believe you. Mark, Mark, don't go to song meetings. Oh, whatever you do i did there's huge debate on this goddamn thing and too many people sticking up for mr fuller just too damn many yeah uh yeah the uh the the uh screaming from the top of uh um there was a different time mountain um uh the band wore sil- american civil war uniforms and gave themselves military ranks from general pocket of course down to privates white bread and with them white bread um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen his name pronounced and spelled a couple different ways from wheat bread to wit bread to white bread. Right. So I don't know which one is. We'll which go one, with white bread. To be f- f- completely frank with you. I like that white one. bread is perfect for a drummer name. Also, yeah. um, this was to tie in the fact that their name uh, had been taken from the site of a famous Civil War battle. Um, and I don't it's think so funny Union because Gap was a famous civil was a was a, a, a Civil War battle. I need to look that up. I don't think it was. Um, well, I'll look it up. Hold on. Um, so I, I do want to mention the first, the first comment on songfacts.com. There's a music video that is posted and it's not a music video. Like we usually watch. It's just like a live music video. And the first question is someone saying, who was the girl in the video, which the irony is so thick in that the song is about girls being too young. Uh And I know the song, the video, I didn't watch it to be honest with you. Um, probably is not underage, but I think it's very funny that after this whole song of being about like, you know, get out of my mind, young girl, mm-hmm. da, 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 there's a music video with a girl who's probably supposed to be in part playing the young girl. And the first question someone asks is who in the hell is that girl? It's like, <laughs> uh, get her back in your mind, I guess. Automatically. Right there. <clears throat> um, but yeah, um, uh, another interesting music thing, um, so uh, y- uh, Young Girl and Lady Willpower, a person mentions, has the same eight note sequence in the lyric line before the chorus. It does. Yep. Um, so, you know, same songwriter falling into uh, those well, same old. Uh, well, he had a hit, man. Yeah. You know, you're going to follow the same formula. That's what happens. I mean, that happens throughout the music industry. You struck gold. You're going to do it with the same thing again. Most people can't give themselves over to, you know, artistic 
credibility. They just have to go out and try and milk it again. You know, that's the way it works. So, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, but it's still a good lady. Willpower is still a really great song. I mean, yeah, uh, a couple of other things I want to mention of the the uh, song facts comments are much more interesting and have some uh, Uh some much funnier stuff. One is that apparently it was not taken from a Civil War battle site. Um, It was taken from a small town called Union Union Gap Gap. that was next to Gary's adopted home in Yakima, Washington. It was Um, uh, where he he, uh, always saw signs for Union Gap, but actually never actually went there. They just like the way it sounded, I think. person says i don't suppose this is one of roman polanski's favorite songs <laughs> and then someone else said gary glitter will cover this song one day um Jimmy and Samuel. then lastly um a person talked about going and meeting gary puckett uh at a uh at a concert and got to meet him he said uh i when i got to speak to him i told him young girl was my favorite song he looked up and smiled and said you're kidding <laughs> I've been a Gary Puckett the Union Gap fan since I heard their stuff on the radio. I got to talk to him for a little while, and it was an honor. Before I left, he shook my hand and said, it was nice meeting you. I just like to think that that smile is Gary Puckett being like, that fucking song's your favorite song? That yeah, fucking yeah. creepy-ass song? Yeah, he didn't write it. You gotta be kidding he just me. sang it, yeah. he. It's, it's not necessarily his words. Gary Puckett, by the way... Um, lives today in florida in clearwater mm. um still doing music about two and a half uh hours north of us yeah he's uh doing still doing music married with a family apparently healthy still rip roaring i don't think he's out performing with them anymore i didn't see Staying far away from his daughter <laughs> seth yes i've been waiting this one th- man this one's gonna be so much fun to put a number to because you have to give the benefit of the doubt of the guy. By the end of the song, he's left. But there's so much shit that goes on in three verses, man. There's so it's much. It's a battle, isn't it? It is. It totally is, which means it is not going to be Springthorpe level. That uh, we've, no. we've attained a new a new peak. We've gotten to it. We've, we've jumped over Rod Stewart, and Springthorpe is now the new the new the new height. Do heights. you think so? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, according to numbers. Well, I mean, yeah. I think I rated it around or pretty equal to what I mean. I'll have to go back. We still don't have. I'm gonna have to just go back and do the hard work because uh, I don't. Through all I don't think them. any listeners have marked down um, what the ratings have been, mm-hmm. but uh, maybe I'll have to do that because I think. <sighs> I mean, you know, the two of them are are both very creepy but i think i would still this one just goes a, a rung out. below yeah this is this is a rung or two below a rung but not far yeah not well, far. give me your thoughts and give, me your, give me your score just because there's something so there's something so dangerous behind uh all of the you know the lengths that which he goes to describe the situation tells you he's thought about it for a long time as opposed to i know this girl's wrong i need to let it go mm-hmm. you know i'm glad she's he could have you know written another whole verse about thank god she's gone i don't want that shit in my life anymore i don't want any sorts of sort of temptations nothing like that it's all just about oh god i wanted this girl and now i find this out and it hurts so much right. you know it's it puts it up in the stratosphere it really does it's uh it's an 8.5 Here's here's kind of where I'm at. Um creepy, I mean it's look, it's definitely creepy. Um but like you said, you know, it, it the thing that's hard here is 
I don't know how many people, if they fi- if they see someone and find them attractive and think that they're a certain age and then find out they're not that certain age, I don't know how many people automatically find them less attractive. I think that a lot of people will um, automatically, automatically say to themselves, well, this person is no longer an option. Mm. But that is a very, very different thing than being like this person's not no longer, you know, is not attractive. It's... You know, and it's a and fine then, line there. Yes, yeah, it's a very fine line there. Um, and you know, then you have um, it, it seems like it kind of tempers itself, and then he's you know kind of blaming her, which is you know I I guess for lack of better term I guess it's creepy. It's fucked up, creepy. Um, and I guess part of that fucked up in this is the creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, we're getting an honest <laughs> look from somebody who's fucking gross. We hope. Yeah, we hope. Um, I think that your rating is very fair. I think I'm going to give it an 8.5. Well, I think you've, thing. I think you've convinced me. I mean, it's, it's creepy, but he, he hasn't. The only thing he's done, the thing that he's done wrong has not been physical. Mm. It's been mental, which may be just as damaging, if not more. But, um, you know, in the song, he does, you know, he does say, you are too young. This is not right. Um, And it almost sounds like he's saying it's not right only because society says it's not right. Not because he thinks in his heart of hearts that it's not right. But in any event, he didn't do the thing that we all were kind of worried he was going to do when we started reading the lyrics. So, you know, we have to give him that. Brevity would have done a lot for these lyrics. It definitely would have. <laughs> I, yeah, did this need yeah. to be a three-verser? I don't no. I don't really think no, so. No, it could have clocked in under one and a half, and it would have been just fine, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We would have we would have been able to lead, uh, to, to lead <clears throat> normal lives. Interesting shit, though. Definitely listen to Gary Puckett and Union Gap. They're, they're, the songs, the other songs, well, are not as problematic as this one. They still have their issues, but uh, good stuff. I mean, Mark, what are we doing next week? We're going to do a little bit of a strange one. I think you may have uh, mentioned this one. Which one? We're going to do Wild World by Cat Stevens. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, yeah. smile. It's a little yeah, this one's I forgot about it. I forgot that I mentioned that a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's got it's got some shit in it. Yeah. 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 Let's continue with the uh, gaslighting trend. Yeah. <laughs> um with the little wild world. Um Seth I when when, when uh, I think by the next time that you guys hear us, you're going to hear a columbified Mark. He's going to come back here with all sorts of Latin flavors, and uh, he's going to come back with a whole new kind of rhythm, a, a, a new spring, and a new uh, a new Latinx spring in his step, and we're going to get to hear some wonderful, wonderful. I, I can't wait for the stories. Um, I should also mention, I guess, go and listen to Yusuf Islam. Yes, that is his name. Wild now. world. That is his name now. Mm-hmm. Originally, Cat Stevens, but I don't more wanna, on that next week. Don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. dead name him or whatever. I don't know if it matters much to him. But uh, Seth, a pleasure as always. Yeah, this was so much fun. I do last uh, look two weeks to recording. Great, I know we've yeah. had some. We've had some bangers. Thank to you guys. Thanks to you guys for listening. Um, please make sure you tell a couple friends, rate us, and all that good stuff. And we will be back next Monday with more lyrics to go. <laughs>
idea wandered off. Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics to go pod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs>